Purge streaming reviews. I'm your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 89. Demo, I forgot to tell you yeah. that you were so hyped up about Prey. Yes. You gave such praise. In my head, I spelled it P-R-E-Y-S-E. Oh, clever. You gave it such praise that I watched Prey. Okay. Which I almost never watch things after you review them, because I, not because I don't want to, because I already know if it's going to be good or not. I watched Prey just for fun, and it was good. You enjoyed it. Yeah, it was super short. What is it, 80 minutes or something? I told you, an hour and a half with credits, man. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, so, right. I, I mean, it's not the greatest thing ever, but for a Predator movie, like I said, considering most of them are absolute garbage, it's good. Yeah. Look, you're not a Predator fan, right? Not really. Right, so there you go. It's enjoyable. By the way, the biggest premiere ever on Hulu for anything. Oh, really? Like in the first three days, it had more views than anything they've ever shown on there. Yeah. I thought it was good. You were right. Oh. Mark wow. mark your calendar. Mark folks. my calendar. Demo was right about Prey. <laughs> Woohoo! Okay, now let's get to a review. Okay. This was something I was looking forward to for a while. Uh, this is a Netflix original movie. Came out, and it's been a little while. The end of July, it came out. This is called The Gray Man action movie, a little over two hours long. Um, two hours and two minutes. Two hours and two minutes. With credits. With credits. I was excited for this because it stars uh, Ryan Gosling. Who you love. And that could be the whole review right there. Ryan Gosling, I realized by watching this movie, especially the first 10 minutes of it, he's the closest we have to John Wayne at this point. That's a bold statement. It is, but I thought about it. Is he a crazy racist? What do you mean exactly? I, now, I don't know what's in his heart, but... I'll tell you this, he is just Mr. Cool, pulls off the action, pulls off the guys want to be like him, girls want to be, you know, with him or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's like Brad Pitt 2.0. Yes, exactly. Right? I like Ryan Gosling and I'm not threatened by him. I'm not like, oh man, I hate him. It's like, <laughs> I'd hang out with him. He's like a cool dude, right? He like does Brad seem Pitt. Like a cool dude. Him and Brad Pitt. Like, okay, let's do this, guys. Yeah. I'd throw Ryan Reynolds in there too. I'd, I'd say that's the cool guy trifecta. Okay. <laughs> I like Ryan Reynolds as well. He's got that goofy side. I think yeah. they all three have a goofy side. Well, Gosling can be funny. He can be really funny. And, and in this movie, he's particularly snarky. He's the best part of this movie as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, he's given the most ridiculous things to do and say, and then he just pulls it off with like these, they're not even really one-liners, but they're just, thanks. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's it. He's like this giant action sequence. Someone rescues him and he goes, thanks. Oh, yeah, that's the right response. It shouldn't be. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. But like for some reason, the way he does it, I'm like, OK, cool. Did we say who else is in this? I'm getting there. OK, okay. so speaking of over the top or uh, extreme things to do, Chris Evans is in this. He plays the villain. He's cartoonish. And I mean that in a good way. Very. Uh, slender, He's got the mustache. The, the pedo mustache. Right. Super creepy. If he could twirl it, he would. Yeah, he's like the guy from, what was the Rocky and Bullwinkle, the evil villain that was always tying people to the train tracks? Yeah. That's yeah. this guy. Yeah. Um, now, I'll say what it's about real quick. Uh, don't leave out Anna de Armas. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there. Okay. I've got a whole list. Let's never leave her out. I'll give you the summary. It's the Born Identity. 
That's what this movie is. It's a for CIA, idiots. It's a, it's a CIA it's, operative. It's, it's the board identity for dummies. Right. There is nothing in this plot that is in any way intricate or like, oh, wow, what a twist. I mean, it is just, it's flatlined. I'm a spy. Oh, now we got to get rid of you because someone's got the chip. Yeah. Right. We got to get the chip that'll blackmail everybody. And that's the movie. Right. You're waiting for something else and like, no, that's it. And then it's a bunch of fighting. Yeah, it is. It's the CIA secret agent, black ops guy. And then they decide they the head of the CIA, who's also a 22 year old guy somehow. Right. Yeah. Just doesn't fit the profile of, you know, I want to see like uh, what were those guys that were in all the Tom Clancy, the clear and present danger. Those are the guys like uh, Robert Cox. That's who I want to see play the head of the CIA. Robert Cox. Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Yeah, that's what I want to Robert see. Robert Cox. That's, that was that was Demo's nickname in in college. Uh, Robin Cox. <laughs> Robin Cox. Sorry. Oh boy. I know. But I want to see uh, Brian Cox be the head of the CIA, not some twenty two year old guy. But, but he was sort of doing that in the Born Identity movies. He was the head of Treadstone. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, we're gonna swap that guy out with a twenty two year old model who, you know, the casting was weird. But whatever. This is a popcorn movie. It's not supposed to be. Clear Don't forget Billy Bob Thornton, though. I'm getting there. Okay. I'm, getting there. I'm Billy sorry. Bob you Thornton. know what? This is your review. I'm sorry. I shouldn't You're just have watched all over this. Me today. Sorry. Jeez. Billy Bob Thornton. What about Thornton. Julia Butters? <laughs> <laughs> Anna Diarmas, who was in that weird Ben Affleck thing that we watched, or that I watched. Billy Bob Thornton, who has to be double-digit weight. He's getting skinnier every time I see him on television. You think so? Yeah. He's got a problem. I hope not. Uh, he's in it. He's great. Now, who did this, you want to ask? Audience. I already know. Go ahead, know. Demo. You say. The Russo brothers. Yep. And you go, who are the Russo brothers? They're the guy that bring you the Marvel movies. You know, they yeah. did Infinity War and Endgame. Captain uh, America. Captain America, Winter Soldier. They're the guys, right? Right. So you're like, okay, this is going to be great. And then it's like, this is nothing. There's nothing here. There is nothing in this movie except some fun line deliveries from Ryan Gosling. The rest is just filler. That you've seen in a million other movies. Now, here's the thing I didn't like about it. It starts out very fun, very playful, very James Bond. Then uh, it gets a little serious. There's the story with the girl and everything. There's some heart to it, or they attempt to breathe some sort of uh, human quality to it. But here's the thing I didn't like about it. It's rated PG-13. However, there's no less than 200 people getting shot close range in the head in this thing. And the timing of when this was released... There's two or three like mass shootings in a public square of civilians and stuff. Not great timing. But when is the timing, Joe? Because that's all the time. Y yeah, mass shootings. I guess. When do you release this movie? <laughs> I don't know. Twenty years ago. But it was like the <laughs> same mean? weekend. Oh, it's well. Like I said, oh no, the same weekend is a mass shooting. Yeah. How do you avoid that? There's there a mass was... shooting going on as we're recording this. Yeah. Okay. It it was very very violent, and it wasn't just like. The A-team violence, where like they shoot at a van and it flips over. This was the like cabbage cannon. Remember yeah, the cabbage cannon. That was my favorite invention <laughs> of theirs. That really took out a bunch of people. <laughs> this, but this was more like, and I don't know why I keep laughing. This is more like someone walks up behind someone, and blows their brains out from behind, over and over and over and over and over. Wait, it's John Wicky. Everything has to be John Wicky now. Apparently, right? It was just a lot of people getting shot in the head. It, it was seriously, I think I tried to count for a while. It was over 200 people getting shot. Just a little too graphic for me for a PG-13 movie. 
I'm sorry. I didn't like. Were you watching it with your fictional niece? No. It was like I can't watch this, Uncle Joe. No, it was just a little much on the gun violence. I thought, and that's coming from someone who likes action movies and and all of that stuff. Very graphic. So know that going in. Anyway, it was a fun action thing. It was Jason Bourne with an hour and a half gunfight. What like do you I think? Said, it's Jason Bourne with a lobotomy. Like this sure. is this is just complete nonsense. It had the story with the little girl though. That was nice. Oh great! She had the heart problem or something. Yeah, and they track her because of the pacemaker. Know, the pacemaker. Yeah. Great. That was the one clever bit of writing in this whole thing. <laughs> Look at if you like Ryan Gosling, which we do. It's fun. Just don't go in expecting anything close to meaningful. It's complete fluff. It's a perfect Netflix movie. Yeah. Like in that they spend a boatload of money, get a whole bunch of stars, and they're like script. What? Who needs that? So, no, they just need a poster. They, this this movie, they basically just shot it off of the poster. They're like, we get it. Action. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, anyway, this is yours. You say what you think. I think if you're okay with watching a lot of gun stuff, it's a binge. It was fun. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? Look at the list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. We write these lists down to say how we're going to plan out our episode, okay, and we never follow it because we're both illiterate. Well, it's all the way over there. It's, it is far. It's, it's, it is a four. We're not used to it having this much room. Three feet. Yeah, I know. We're not cramped up against each other. We're not sitting on the, like, you know when you used to sit backwards on your buddy on the swing set? Backwards on your buddy? I don't yeah. know what swing set you're on, man. Yeah, where you, you could, uh, one guy's on the swing set and the other guy sits the legs going the other way. Uh, you mean a teeter-totter? No, on a swing. Uh, no. Like as a, I as think a child. Maybe, as and a you child. know what? I didn't have any friends, oh. so I had to go by myself on a regular swing. Like a normal person? Yes. Well, there's something right, you I'm do sorry. when you were a child or when right. one of the people was a child. All right, my God. For okay. the love. For the love. All right, so this is an Amazon thing. Heavily promoted. It's a remake. A League of Their Own. You've seen the billboards, the commercials. I've seen the movie many times. The movie, of course. Yes. Now, let me say something about Amazon Prime real quick. This came up. I was listening to uh, Chris D'Elia's podcast, and he talked about Amazon. And he was talking about how much money Amazon has. And you know it because they'll make movies and TV shows. They'll spend hundreds of millions of dollars. And this came up uh, last episode when we talked about the terminal list. Nope. We didn't review the terminal list? Nope. We did not. Are you serious? I'm positive. Okay, well, we're going to. I'm the one that puts to. these together. Okay. We have not reviewed the terminal list. We're going to. Okay, so then we didn't talk about it last time, did we? I guess not. No. But there's another perfect example of when you hear about the stuff that they make and who's in it, not so much a league of their own. There's not a lot of star power in that. But the terminal list, for example, they make things that have A-listers in them that not one person's ever heard of. I mean, there's stuff on Amazon that I've told you about Stuff with Michael Imperioli in it, stuff with other people, and you're like, what is it? Never heard of it. Yeah. You're saying they don't promote it? What do you mean? They promoted the crap out of the Jack Ryan thing. Right. Starting two years before it came out. And then there's other stuff that just sails under the radar. Yeah. Like most things. Like most My God, things. I have to go to other people and go, what should I be watching right now? So it's like someone tells you about something, I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, right. I have a list of stuff that are people telling me to watch, and I'm like, when do you want me to watch these things? Right. It just can't happen. Well, teaser for the terminal list. There's some huge star power in that, and I didn't even know about it until one of our listeners told me about it. All right. A League of Their Own, okay? They did promote this. They promoted the crap out of this. Right. 
Now, this is about, I know that you're familiar, but for people who aren't, A League of Their Own is about, now don't laugh at this next part, Demo. It's about women playing baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm not laughing. Okay. You're the one that's making a, a sexist joke. I'm not. I'm all for it. I was it. saying don't laugh at it. I'm not laughing at okay. it. Okay. It's about a female baseball team in the mid-1940s, the time the war was going on. It's just a carbon copy of the movie for the most part. Uh, Nick, oh, really? It's not trying anything new? No. Let me guess. Nick Offerman plays the Tom Hanks part. Yep. Wow. And here's the worst part. He's in it for one and a half episodes. What? Yeah. He just disappears in episode three, and that's the end of him. So You've watched I, this whole thing? Yep. How many episodes? This is eight one-hour episodes. A little less than an hour, I think, most of them. Yeah, Nick Offerman's in three of them. Now, the biggest names besides him, and I don't know, you certainly wouldn't call him an A-list name, but... I like Nick Offerman. I like him, too, but he's no Tom Hanks. No. Anyway... It ain't Abby Jacobson. Now, here's the thing. Broad City, I think, is one of the worst shows ever made. Oh. Can't stand it. I'm not a fan, but you're going to get some hate on that one. People love Broad City. People who are stoned out of their minds, maybe, or something, I hate it. Okay. Now, when I took classes at UCB, they had a poster of Broad City on the wall. That's where posters go, yeah. Of of them, and because I guess they took classes there at the New York one. If I were UCB, I would have put that poster over at the Groundlings. Abby Jacobson is one half of Broad City. She redeemed herself with this. She absolutely carries the show. Oh. She's very good. Good. She's funny. I mean, there's a lot of funny stuff in this. It gets off to a slow start because I think they cast a lot of up-and-coming talent. Yeah, I'm looking at this list. I recognize maybe three people, and one of them is only because I saw them do stand-up. D.R.C. Carden. Is that how you pronounce her name, D.R.C., or is it Darcy? It is just Darcy. She changed the spelling because she was a big fan of Darcy Retsky from the Smashing Pumpkins, who spelled it with an apostrophe. Okay, well, whatever. She's in Barry. She's in The Good Place. Some other stuff. How is she in this? She's fantastic. Oh, her and Abby Jacobson, they're sort of the simultaneous. Are pro- they the Lori Petty and the Gina Davis yeah. characters? Yeah. Okay. Now, this goes into a whole. There's kind of two. Well, there's three sort of main stories throughout this series. There's the baseball part of it. And I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. They got a lot of the baseball stuff right. And the girls actually were pretty good. And they looked like they must have had some training or something, or they played. Maybe some of the other actresses had played in college or something, but. The baseball is is pretty good. There's some good sports scenes in this. Okay. The other thing is there's some uh, same-sex relationships that develop, Mm -hmm. and uh, that apparently was not only frowned upon but illegal in the mid-40s. Yikes. Yeah. Get you kicked off the team. No, get you arrested. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of persecution of that kind of stuff back then, according to the show. And then the third thing is there's some racial stuff because there's an African-American girl that wants to play on the team, but she's not allowed, and so she has to play on a different team, da-da-da. She ends up getting to play later in the season. There's a few different things going on. It keeps you engaged. The storylines are all good. It the sounds least... like you like this. I did. Because when you started off with this, it sounded like you weren't going to like it. The vibe I got was like, oh boy, you're going to tear this apart, and now you're telling me you enjoyed it. I'm telling you it's pretty good. Now, there's a character on here. Joe was her name. J-O was her name on the... Uh, on the show, let me get the actress's name here. I should Melanie Field, yeah. Joe DeLuca. Yeah, she's the Rosie O'Donnell she part. Is Rosie O'Donnell? She looks exactly like Rosie O'Donnell, young Rosie O'Donnell, twenty-year-old. Now, speaking of Rosie O'Donnell, she's in it too. 
she makes a not really a cameo. She's in a couple of episodes. Okay. But they have her made up to look almost like a man. She's kind of unrecognizable unless you know it's her. So they brought her back. No Tom Hanks cameo. I was hoping that would happen, but I see Kate Berlant is in this. Do you know who she is? Mm, no. She's the one I recognize from stand up. I've seen oh. her multiple times. She's a freak. Oh. And then I saw her interviewed and I go, oh, it's not an act. She's a weirdo. Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay, she was pretty good in it. She was kind of an antagonist on the team of what some of the other girls were doing. Okay. Is she from New York? Yeah. Yeah, that New York, since maybe that's why I didn't like Broad City. It's very New York specific. But this wasn't that. This was much more accessible. These are all, you know, small town Midwestern girls that came out to play for this team. So anyway, I'll wrap it up here. This could have been a very ham-handed type of thing. It really wasn't. It was very human, you know, a lot more sports than I thought. It was very watchable. Great. Not much to my surprise, but a little bit to my surprise. I have to say a league of their own streaming on Amazon Prime is an absolute binge. Okay, I did two things, man. It's your turn. Oh, wonderful. I have a show that I've been wanting to review for a long time. I know I did that with Peaky Blinders a while back. Took forever to get that out. But this is For All Mankind. It's an Apple TV Plus show. It just concluded its third season. It has been picked up for a fourth season. Each season is 10 episodes. They run from 48 to 76 minutes. This is a big commitment, I got to say, but it is worth it. This came recommended to me from listener Joe Persici. He said, you're going to cry. And I was like, no, I'm not. I am not going to cry. What is, what's wrong with you? He goes, I'm telling you, man, you're going to do it. And I did. I got to say, multiple times throughout these three seasons, I have teared up. And Wow. Yeah. This is probably the best show that no one I know watches. Other than listener Joe, I don't know anybody that watches this show. I have to go on Twitter to find like, like-minded like people like me, and it has a good fan base, enough where Apple has picked it up for a fourth season. Good. It doesn't really get the recognition it deserves. It does have problems. There's melodrama in it that sometimes borderlines on soap opera, but when it concentrates on space, it is fantastic. Now, here's the deal. This is an alternate history show about the United States space program. And it starts from the fact of what if Russia, the Soviet Union, got to the moon before America did. And then it goes from there. So it's weird. Like, it's sort of like, okay, like an example is like John Lennon was never shot. Like all these, like these, these little encapsulations every season of what's happened in the world. So it's like, here's what you know, but it's like, things are just different. Things are weird. And sometimes that can be to the detriment of the show because season three happens in the nineties, but we're already on Mars right? and we have like cell phones and stuff and like video conferencing. And you're like, no, we didn't. So. You've got to put that out of your head there. You got to sort of let that go when the technology doesn't really match with the times because of the story they're trying to say, and it can throw you off. Season one takes place in the early 1960s, right? The beginning of the space program and getting to the moon. 
and then the early 1970s. It's a lot of years there. It's actually only about four years. It starts in 1969 and goes into the early 1970s. Season two jumps to the 80s. They're on the moon dealing with this moon base they've created. And then season three is getting to Mars. Okay. It's good, man. The space stuff is really well done. And it's very exciting. And they managed to build up tension that you didn't think was possible. You really get involved in it. Like I said, when they focus on some of the the storylines of the characters, sometimes it can be a little heavy-handed. Sometimes I'm like, am I watching Melrose Place here? But it doesn't matter because the space elements and everything they're doing with NASA and dealing with the Russians is so well done and exciting. This is by Ronald D. Moore. He's the creator. There's some other showrunners, but he started it. And uh, he did Battlestar Galactica, the reboot, which is very popular. I never watched it. I know people loved it. A lot of people in this big cast, and it fluctuates because you're going over the, you know, 30 plus years. But the main ones are Joel Kinnerman, Michael Dorman, Sarah Jones, Chantel Van Sent, Jody Balfour, Sonia Walger, Chris Marshall, Cynthia Wu, and Coral Pena. But the real standout for me on this show is Ren Schmidt. Ren Schmidt plays this uh, NASA engineer who goes on to be the head of NASA. She's the best character on here. She's great. And everyone's pretty good on this. I don't want to, like, shortchange anyone. Michael Dorman is really good as this astronaut. And Joel Kinnaman plays, like, you know, the John Wayne type of astronaut who's been there since the beginning. He was going to be the first guy to land on the moon, but it didn't happen. So I don't want to give huge plot points away. Every character's struggling with, like, their own personal life and the space program. But Ren Schmidt, as this NASA engineer who comes to prominence, is so well-written and so well-performed. Ren Schmidt looks familiar, but I can't really say what other things she's been in. She's in that new uh, movie, Nope. She has a small part in that. I follow her on Instagram. And guess what? You can leave comments for her on Instagram, and she'll comment back. Or someone on Fiverr that she hired to respond to. Maybe, (laughs) maybe. I don't know, but she seems pretty cool. Like I said, a lot of characters in this And it can be overwhelming. When I first started watching it, the first two seasons had been released, and it took me like a good month or so to get through it. It wasn't like, oh my God, I can't wait to get to the next episode of For All Mankind. But I stuck with it, and it does pay off. It really does. Also, there's a real strong focus on female astronauts at NASA, like early in the space program, which is total BS. It never really happened. So that's kind of cool. And like, there's a lot of wonderful female performances in this show. I don't know if it's like a league of their own, Joe, but we're trying to make a statement here. It's a league of their own in outer space. Yeah, it's really good. I want to point out that a guy I used to work with at the Cheesecake Factory, Lenny Jacobson, he has a supporting role, or he's, he's a returning character in all three seasons. He plays the husband of one of the female astronauts. That's good. Good for him. If you're going to make it in show business, a lot of it goes through the Cheesecake Factory. Massive amounts of it goes through the Cheesecake Factory, except for me, yeah. obviously. Well, I yeah. didn't make it. You got your SAG card I at did some get, point. I got my SAG card but way before I was at the cake <laughs> hole. Oh, okay. All right. This is totally bizarre, and it's a footnote. 
and they're not up there anymore. They took them down, but they had all these extras on Apple TV, like, oh, follow the characters along on these little things, right? So they have like video conference calling in season two of like, I'm on the moon and I'm going to leave a little video blog, right? So one is done by a son of the astronauts that are on the moon and it's from 1983 and all it is is him bashing on Return of the Jedi. And I'm like, what is this doing here? All I can think is some writer who has an issue with Return of the Jedi. And he goes, aha, here's my chance. You know, he's in the writer's room and he goes, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to explain why when I was like 10 years old or whatever, I didn't like Return of the Jedi. I love Star Wars, but Jedi, he rips apart on Ewoks. And I was like, I got to find this and play the audio for it. But they took it down. I searched YouTube for it. Like I said, I searched the Apple TV site. They took all those things down. Anyway, in closing, for all mankind on Apple TV+, Plus, this is a great show. Not perfect. Got some issues here and there. Some storylines, you're like cringe. But overall, really well done. And it's a solid binge. Now, are you going to ask me if I've seen this? Oh, have you seen this? Yeah, I had this. Whoa, on... whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I, you, you've watched this show. Yeah. How much have you watched? I've only seen all of season one. Okay. I started watching season two and I kind of lost track. But here's okay. the thing. This was on our list. We were going to review this a long time ago. I wanted to talk about season one right after it came out and we didn't get to it. It got bumped and then we forgot about it. But I was actually just looking back to see if we had reviewed season one. I know what we haven't, haven't reviewed. That's why I was looking and and we didn't, but I know for a fact I had it on my list of stuff. Okay. So do you want to hear my notes? I absolutely. First of all, Joel Kinnaman, if you're familiar with the shape of an upside down triangle, that's what his shoulders (laughs) look look like. You've seen altered carbon uh, where he has his shirt off the whole time. No, he has, the most broad shoulders of anyone I've ever seen on planet Earth. Just jacked. Now, he's slimmed down a little bit, I think, for this. Anyway, that was one of my notes. The other was I work uh, sometimes at a place where they came into Location Scout. I know I've told you this story. I don't remember any of this, so spill it because I have no memory. They wanted to use a room at this place that I work at sometimes that is the same size as this, what's 10 by 10 or something, and... uh, they were going to pay for the place to close down for the day, the whole office. We were like, well, how many people? You know, And they were like, 150. So Apple's spending a lot of money on stuff, too, apparently. Uh, anyway, I watched the first season. I loved it. I don't know why I stopped watching it, but I guess I'll have to get back into it. I thought it was incredible, yeah. I would have said binge, too, had you asked me. It's my review. That's true. But I'm glad that you watch it so you can you know, support what I'm saying. Yeah, it's very good. Like I said, I didn't know anybody that know it, and then I find out you've been watching it. Well, it was one of the only things on Apple back right. when it, was, it started. It was, it was a first, when Apple opened up, when you first got an Apple subscription, this was one of their premiere shows. One of their five shows or whatever they had. Right. Like I said, it's up for season four. You know, they're going to go yeah. into production pretty soon. And uh, since you watch season one, keep with it, man. Yeah. Because it gets better. Okay. It definitely gets better. Well, I and love the premise good. of it, uh, right. the alternate history, like you said. So I agree with everything you said, man. Definitely bench. Yeah, everybody. Like, if you want to get involved in a new show that is going to pay dividends for you, but it's a bit of a commitment, definitely for all mankind on Apple TV+. I just want to say, sometimes you say we're looking forward to something. I keep not I hadn't mentioned this till now, and by the time you listen to this, we'll probably be in episode eight of it, but... HBO's Game of Thrones spinoff prequel House of the Dragon is now out 
as the time we're recording this, the first episode is about to premiere and I am psyched. Because here's the yeah. thing. I know a lot of people are like, they want to rip on Game of Thrones right now and F that because of how it ended. These people need to remember one thing. Game of Thrones was incredible for a massive amount of time and everybody loved it until the end. So I am going into this new show open-minded and hopeful. All right. Wow. I know you're <laughs> Sounds, not going to watch it. I think you're looking forward to saying how bad it is. I think that your hope is that it's terrible. Oh, secretly. no, no, no. I want it to be good. I want good stuff. Okay. Okay. Some part of you wants to be able to rip Look, on it. Look, here's the thing. If it sucks, it'll be an easy tear. You know what I mean? I'll be yeah. like, let's just purge this bitch up. <laughs> Maybe there's a part of me that wants it to suck. All right, fine, because I can bitch about it. Like, what were they thinking? Not enough nudity. Or in your case, too much nudity. Hmm, right, Joe? It yeah. was too violent. It was too dirty. Too much female nudity. Yeah, 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 you hate that. You'd rather look at Joel Kinnerman's shoulders. <laughs> They're hard not to, man. <laughs> I mean, they've got to be six feet from blade to blade. Yeah, yeah, he's a big guy. He was in that horrible RoboCop reboot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely awful movie horrible he was also in hannah which was the worst original amazon movie ever made oh i didn't see that yeah you know he had some crazy thing where uh he was getting uh blackmailed by some model that he slept with and she went nuts and he had to take her to court and like she threatened his family and everything i guess crazy wow. drama yeah. i don't know anyway blah 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 wrap us up joe give us a recap all right so first we talked about gray man netflix original movie ryan gosling chris evans billy bob thornton Anna Diarmas. Thank you. I said it was a binge, although it's incredibly violent. It's silly. You're worried about the violence. My thing was, it's just silly. Second, we talked about A League of Their Own, about the women playing baseball. Demo. Why do you keep doing this? I have no problem with women okay. playing baseball. Why do you think I'm anti-woman? Well, I just, I'm saying don't laugh at that part. I'm not laughing. Okay. Who, I, I, why would I laugh at this? I don't know. Demo There's no laughing in baseball, Joe. That's true. They, there's no uh, laughing in baseball. Well, that line makes an the, there's no crying in baseball. That line makes an appearance in the reboot, of course. Of course, has to. of course. Anyway, that was a binge. It was good on Amazon. On Amazon, and finally for all mankind on Apple TV Plus. Yes. Which now they differentiate between the two. What are you talking about? When I go into my Apple, it, I have to go to a separate place to go to Apple TV Plus. Yeah. For all mankind, I've seen the first season. Demo's seen all three. It's coming back for a fourth, and we both say binge. Yes, big time. All right, well, get a hold of us. Recommend some stuff. Yeah, hit us up on our email account at bingerpurgepodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at bingerpurge. Uh, we're on YouTube. Text me. Send smoke signals. Send a raven, if I may. Yeah, uh, that's a little House of the Dragon reference yeah. for you. Send a raven, folks, of what we should be uh, watching over here. Or not watching. You know what? Send us a recommendation of what sucks, and we'll either agree with you or not. I don't care. Just <laughs> communicate with us. Recently, we had a couple of people leave us some voicemails, and uh, keep them coming. If you're a voicemail virgin, please don't be afraid. Pop that cherry, okay? Uh-oh. <laughs> Joe's getting red in the face. Is this going from PG to R for you, Joe? All I don't right. want to offend. All right, let's get out of here. As always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. So for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>